welcome to the show. What can I say? Uh, in the end of the day, I'm not fighting to be the number one in Canada. I'm fighting to be the number one in the world. Welcome back, Gold fans, to another episode of Gold Radio, the greatest of all time podcast show. And do we have a special episode for you in the Gold Raj? I'm the big man joining me again, Vacation Steve. What's up, brother? What's up, man? It's been a long time since I've done this before. Yeah. And Nucci is with us once again. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. This is our uh, first like in-studio Goat Raj guest yeah. that we've had. We've had him uh, via Zoom and, and all that, but uh, we finally got him here in the flesh, so I'm looking forward to this one. And boys, it's it's I say this often, it's, it's a highlight of this podcast so yeah. far to partner up with Team Bigfoot. We are cool. jacked up. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome to the Goat Raj, Kyle Bigfoot Machado. Beautiful. What's up, big man? Like, it's a pleasure to be here finally to to see the go raging person, and it's awesome. Like, I love the setup here, and it's a pleasure to be in the show. It's a pleasure to partner up with you guys. Yeah, and that's just the beginning. We go far together. Awesome. Yeah, we are jacked up. Once we saw the opportunity to uh, team up with uh, with you and and to be involved in some shape or form of your journey to uh, to get that UFC contract. We jumped all over it, and we we are excited. Oh yeah! And uh, August eighth, I just right off the bat, August eighth, the UFC Apex in Las Vegas. Yes, Kyle, you're taking on Kevin Slav Slavlasky. Yeah, I assume that's how you say. I mean, okay, I probably be butchering. I call him Slavlasky. Yeah, probably is wrong, but that's yeah. the guy. Okay, we're gonna talk about the fight. First things first, the gold fans know the drill, guys. We got to say what we're wearing. Vacation Steve, can you start us off? I'm just wearing the C.T. Fletcher. I don't know if you guys know him, but he's like an old school YouTuber, you know, bodybuilder kind of guy who kind of just shouts out, you know, what he's doing in his workouts. And yeah, he's uh, he's good shit. Yeah, we know C.T. Fletcher. Yeah. It's still your motherfucking set. That's what yeah. he says. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nucci, what are you wearing? Um, in honor of the Brazilian in the house today, I got the Gabriel Jesus uh, Man City kit on, mm. even though they beat my Inter Milan in the Champions League final <laughs> about a month ago. Um, yeah, I got this jersey at a Man City game at the Etihad in uh, 2018, I think. and nice. It was Aguero or this one, and I went with uh, Gabriel Jesus, but now he's on Arsenal, so... <laughs> this is fun. The jer- I love the jersey, and come on, City deserve it. They've been working for that for a while. Mm. Uh, I'm today try to come come to the pod proper dress. Yeah, I'm with my um, San Francisco 49ers jersey. It's a retro kind of fusion thing. Like was is a 2015 16 kit, but I got the Joe Montana uh, name on the back. So one of the greatest qu- quarterbacks on the franchise, if not the greatest. So here I am, the GOAT on the GOAT podcast. Nice. I love Vacation it. Vacation must be loving that one, the fantasy <laughs> football man himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome jersey, Kyle. All right. I can't believe we should all be wearing messy jerseys. Oh, yeah. This guy, what he's been doing, I know, <laughs> I know it hurts, but I'm wearing the baby blue and white striped old school 
Argentina, number 10, Messi. Um, I like this one because it's like the Maradona. Yeah. Maradona caller. Old school caller. Kyle, what do you have to say about that? Like, it's an MSL, MLS. It's it's soccer. It's not football. So it's like I'm fighting uh, on on a on a bar or on a high school. It's not it's not the same level. It's not even the same sport. It's a big drop off. He gonna he gonna score like a hundred goals this season and probably even more. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. (laughs) And you know Ronaldo's chirping him a bit. Yeah, but where Ronaldo's at is not much better. Oh no. no. Yeah. But those Saudis, man, they are dishing out some money right now. Oh, yeah, Holy. big time. Yeah, I can't believe it. What was that, Mbappe? Oh, how much did he get offered there? Seven, $770 million for a year plus the 300-something transfer fee. It's oh, like a, over a billion dollars altogether. Just incredible. It's nuts, man. I can't yeah. believe it. No, besides they are banking the Ngannou, Fury 5, oh. they, they're giving a lot of money for those guys, too. I was going to ask yeah. you, what do you think of this boxing UFC kind of stuff now? Like, it, it's good for the fighters. Yeah. They are making the money. Yeah. The, it's harder to make an MMA right now. But, yeah. like, it's not – competitive speaking, it's yeah. not quite there. Like, as a boxer, yeah. Fury's, like, yeah. years ahead of Ngannou. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same way Floyd was with McGregor and yeah, yeah. All, the, all the other guys. It's just a nice payday, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, at the end of the day, we are here to get paid. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Right. Kyle, August 8th. And we've been talking, you know, the last few months. You are itching to fight. So, right off the bat, how's training camp been? It's been one of the best training camps I ever had. I been uh, we got the news from the contender series a little bit back, so we had time to slowly build my body, build the strength, and all the work we needed to get in. To be honest, I being I'm two weeks away from the fight, and I felt like I, I'm I'm fight ready for already two three weeks. So hmm. right now it's just maintaining, get the strategy ready. Like it's my fight, it's mine. I I can't wait to get there. Yeah, are you? Is there any, like, there's got to be some nerves. Or I know you're a calm guy, but is the pressure kind of hard? Like, there's a little bit of pressure off the setup of the contender series where it's the big shot. It's a shot to the UFC, but you're not there yet. So I have only one fight to prove myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if I win and if I don't perform well, I might not get a contract. Mm -hmm. But... Overall, I love to fight. I love to be there. Like I, I'm getting excited. I'm, I'm building attention, but in a good way. I, I don't get nervous. I don't get the chills. I just like love to do that. I'm just getting excited to finally being able to do it. Uh, you guys know, last year I was called for the Contender Series, but I got my, uh, I got to pull the fights to mm-hmm. some visa issues. So mm-hmm. that was that was bothering me for a while. Yeah, from the time we signed until I got my visa. I was worried. I was stressed. I was nervous. Paperwork aside, I'm good to go. Hmm, nice. Wow, that is wicked. Yeah, I can't. You know, fighters just have a different mindset. Yeah. Like knowing you're going to go to toe-to-toe in the cage, locked, ready to smash each other. It's, it's you guys are... Uh, fun. You, yeah. Yeah, it's all, I guess so much work goes into it. And if you know inside that you've done everything you can. 
putting in all the work that you can, you have to be confident in yourself in that in that point, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and also like it's all the work the work and the hard part is the training is the everyday is the diet is the not drinking not partying mm-hmm. be up morning nights like so much we give up to to be in good form give be in good shape be training like i'm not working i'm doing that full time and you guys helping me with other help sponsors and partners i have that's what helps me to pay my bills but besides mm-hmm. so there's so much we give up so much we dedicated to do that that to be honest being there the cage the the fight itself that's my happy place that's where i go to have fun mm-hmm. wow that's uh you, you're uh the guy you're fighting kevin he's a big boy eh? six foot six 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 uh but he's not heifer than me he 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 wears he weighed last fight around 261 i'm should be around 260 to 63 right now so mm-hmm. it's a matter of a uh, little bit of distance and um reach but i i have better movement than this guy so mm-hmm. i believe it can work in and out non with no problem nice is he the biggest um you guy you've you fought in terms of his size so he's the tallest guy I fought. Okay. Uh, before I fought uh, Dustin Joyson, that right now is one of my training partners. He's at one. Uh, he's six five, and I fought Christian Larson. That was the heaviest guy I fought. He he was probably wearing a weighting. Sorry, wearing weighing about like two eighty, three hundred pounds on fight night. God. You uh, I saw that nice punch you gave him. He dropped. My favorite <laughs> knockout ever. He came trying yeah. to swing it, just lean back and yeah. just put put a hook right in the jaw. He drops on his knees in front of me, and then I just hammer fist my way out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Are, are you mostly stand up, or do you like to submit? Like I, I like to strike mm-hmm. more, but my last two fights I've been finished on, uh, with submissions to nice. Warren Barris. I have black belts in BJJ, uh, Muay Thai, and kickboxing, so. Mm-hmm. I, I tell him we're a well-rounded fighter. I can do whatever. It's just like the situation of the fighter, what the fight, whatever it presents to me. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna flow around and do my thing. Yeah, as long as I get the win, that's what matters. And a big attribute you you have a gas tank. You can go five rounds as a heavyweight. Not many can do that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I say that's the secret of what I'm doing as a heavyweight yeah. is being able to be more be more athletic keep a bigger gas tanking with more movement and more uh intensity than the other guys so it can keep a big, bigger pace for longer while the guys usually slugger sluggers slower trying to hit ha- depend too much on a heavy punch or uh, one single technique i can do i can work on any part of the game and also i can keep that for long so that's a that's the secret to to succeed in this division. We just saw Thomas Spinell doing that mm-hmm. uh, last week. We see with bigger guy Cain Velasquez back in the day. Every time a heavyweight has a um, a good gas tank and good movement, mm-hmm. he succeeds, and that's what I'm doing here. Hmm. Awesome! Wow, that's great. Well, we are pumped up. Um, how can the Gold fans watch? Uh, the Dana White Contender Series. I, I think it's on ESPN Plus and and Hulu. It's at seven PM Eastern Time. Yeah, uh, Canada. We don't have ESPN, yeah. so we the fight will be on the UFC Fight Pass for uh, okay. the Canadian fans. But if you're in the US, uh, ESPN Plus. 
Okay. Well, we're going to have a watch party. We're going to figure that out um, in the garage. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, we can't wait. We're going to be cracking those. Ooh, expensive, that's awesome. Expensive bottles there. <laughs> I wish it could be here for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to be in Vegas. Um, <laughs> is, is Dana going to be there? Of course. Yeah, yeah it's the Dana White's Contender Series. Yeah. Did, did he, uh, you talk to him? Uh, not yet. Not I yet? don't know how we're going to play up over there, but like, it's pretty much like the, I don't know if you guys saw the Apex, it's, mm-hmm. there's like very few crowd mm-hmm. and it's going to be the judges and the Dana and the matchmaker sitting and watch. That's the point. We got to impress those guys and get yeah. it. Nice. Oh yeah. You went there two months ago. Can you tell us like the cage size compared to like BFL cage? How much bigger is it? It's considerably bigger. Okay. Like, uh, from every cage, cage I've seen around events I've been with coaching, fighting, or whatever, BFL has a really small cage. Especially as a heavyweight, it's really tiny to move around this cage. Like two, three steps already with my back against the cage. Mm-hmm. The Apex cage is the smallest cage the UFC have, but it's still bigger than BFL. I feel, I'm gonna feel, I feel we're going to have a lot of space to work around it. So you're happy with that? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Well, we are jacked up. Um, August 8th, Dana White contenders Series. Anything else to add, uh, Nucci? What does your fight week look like? Um, yeah. I guess getting the last few days here, then getting into to Vegas and getting settled in. So I'm about two weeks in right now. Uh, last couple of days of training here, it's short sessions, uh, focus on details, adjusting like stuff here and there. Not, uh, I'm done with sparring right now. Mm-hmm. I'm done with heavy, heavy weights, have lifting, all the stuff that's gone is just like specific uh, techniques. Is that to avoid like any injury? Or yeah, anything? right okay. now I'm in a point that like, let's say last time, last my last fight in December, I was sparring a week before. I had but my partner and I opened a cut. I had to, I had to take the stitches on my way to the to the uh weigh-ins otherwise i might not be able to fight so i to avoid the situation we be a little bit more careful with this part in this time Hmm. awesome man well good luck thank you and we're we'll be good we i'm i'm excited for you and i I can't wait to put a show there (laughs) awesome i guess one more one more little question yeah because you are there i guess like you said to put on a show do you have a different mentality than you would going into a regular fight because of that? Honestly, I'm a showman. I, I love the crowd. I love the noise. I love everything around it. So every time I try to step the cage, I want to show up, show off, and like and, and be the best. My style is not about like pointing fighting and just script the win. I'm going for the KO. I'm going for the finish. Like my last fight, I got... I got Darren Bar with one second left in the first. <laughs> I saw, I, I saw, I got a good position. I was going, I was going to win the round, but the second I heard that we had ten seconds left, I said, "Okay, I'm gonna jump in into a submission, and I'm gonna get or not, but I want to finish right now." Hmm. It. So I'm a guy that always looking for the finish, even if I'm winning the fight. Okay. Awesome. Uh, awesome, brother. We can't wait. You can't wait. Let's do it. <laughs> How about we do some global goal fire? All right. These questions are from the goat fans. Continue to shoot us your messages. We want to know what floats your goat. First question. 
This one comes from Eric M. And he's asking us the best submission guy or artist in MMA history. Ooh, guys, what do you think about this? So many of them. There's so many of them. When I think of submission guys, I'm generally just Brazilians. They pretty much invented it. Yeah. The, the the Gracie family. Did they mm-hmm. did they not? They yeah. just yeah. Found like, founders. So the Gracie invented jiu-jitsu. The, the UFC is... And the invention of the UFC is like a propaganda for jiu-jitsu. Yeah, so yeah. they want to put all the martial arts together to see who, to show the world that jiu-jitsu is better and would succeed against other ones. Okay. Then the MMA kind of built up on that. Oh. People started picking big stuff here and there, and now we have MMA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who, some, who, I'm thinking of guys that come to mind for me. Obviously, um, uh, Du Bronx. Oliveira, that mm. guy holds a record that probably won't be beaten for who knows how long. 16 submissions in the UFC. <laughs> Damian Maya, yeah. guys like that. Anderson Silva. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like, I like when heavyweights take some limbs like Frank Murr mm-hmm. and uh, guys like uh, Josh Barnett. Guys, mm. Those guys had lots of fights. I love my pride days. Oh, yeah. Fedor, he was a good artist. Nogueras. Nogueras Brothers. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have one in mind that I know it's the best overall, but the one a single best submission? Can you think of one? Like, what's the best submission ever? Like that you you saw out of a out of a fighter? That's easy. The fight that's the fight that actually got me interested in MMA. I was um, I was with my family having dinner in a pub. Yeah, I used to train BJJ back, but like I was twelve years old, thirteen. I can't even remember. Yeah, but I remember just being there in the corner of the TV. We have the the Silva Sony one, <laughs> where Anderson was getting beat up for fucking four. Yeah. And a half rounds. And you're just, yeah. okay, he's going to lose. He's going to lose. There's nothing else to do. And he pulled that triangle truck from, from nowhere with a bro- broken rib. That's what got like got me more into MMA, more interested in this sport. So, end of the day, that's submission. It's not the most plastic. It's not the most fancy. Yeah. But that's that's the one that came to mind. Triangle choke. It must feel good when you know you have the guy there. Yeah, and just one more thing. Uh, you were talking about submission artists on the UFC. Yeah, uh, one of the best to to translate BJJ to MMA, Ronaldo Jacare. Mm. How do you, who's that? Ronaldo Jacare. Oh, okay. He Did... he fought. He was a middleweight. He tried. He almost got a couple of shot, shots, but he was training partners with Anderson, and they didn't want to fight together. No. Oh. Mm. And he was lethal. Little one of the best to translate MMA to some um, jujitsu, some MMA with Damian to, and everything. But gold as submission artist, the gold is Charles de Bronx Oliveira. Yeah, he has a record, and he's not the best grappler, but he finishes fights. Same with him. He's gotten tagged. Yeah, last few fights he drops, and the guy's so composed, mm-hmm. finishes the other guys off, like uh, Gaethje. He's he's awesome, you know who, what uh, submission I memorable for me, Mighty Mouse Demetrius Johnson. Mm. Hey, yep, 
that was the most amazing thing I've seen. UFC 216, I think it was. He he put the guy in a suplex. Mm-hmm. And before he dropped him, he jumped up and put the guy in a in a an arm bar. In an arm bar. Yeah. While he was kind of on the way down. Look it up, gold fans. It's it's beautiful. It's, he it's, got, he got yeah. a side butt on the guy. He went. He he picks him up. He dumps him, and as he dumps, he slides his his grip from the arm and sit. He sits on top of the arm. It's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Bigfoot, I'm just gonna ask you, what do you think about uh, Khabib and his and his Makashev? Like their fighting style. Like, what kind of fighting style is that, and why is it so hard to beat? Because the guys have so much. They don't give you space. Mm-hmm. It, it's not the most beautiful. It's not the most completed fighting style. I think there's fi- fighters that's more well-rounded. They better fighters overall. Mm. But it's effective. Mm-hmm. They're going to pressure you. They're going to mow you. They're going to like tangle with you, pun- pin you down, and just going to beat you to mm-hmm. either a submission or a TKO. Yeah, They're super strong. Like Those guys train like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wrestlers they are the people who have the best car usually the best cardio on combat sport is like the mm-hmm. if we go to a college wrestling wrestling right now and try like they warm up is just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i want to quit like <laughs> i hate i hate training with wrestlers because they just like non-stop is the mentality of the how wrestling works mm-hmm. when we're striking we have a pause you can break in and out mm-hmm. They just keep going, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. the guys just put pressure, pressure, pressure. Oh. That's like Covington. He's for no one likes Covington, but I think he's going to do well against Edwards. I think he beats Edwards. Yeah. Hmm. Um, any submission guys you can think of, guys? I'm just going to go with Royce Gracie. I just oh, remember okay. him. The, yeah, the, 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 the goat, the, the OG, the, the OG. OG. I think he had the first ever submission win in UFC yeah. history too. Well, I, I just remember him. Yeah. He was like using his like gi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that for if you it's the first step pal, but that was a weird submission because he was fighting. I forgot his name now. That boxer guy that had like one glove in and one <laughs> one hand was just red. It's like a video game back then. Man. And he just like put him against the back. He didn't try to go go for any sub submission by then. Yeah. But the guy just didn't know how to get up there, so he had. Well, I know back yeah. in the day they never had weight classes, right? So he was fighting no, guys that like was wicked. you know, sixty pounds heavier than him, and like submitting him easy. Yeah, yeah but that, that that's the whole point of uh, jujitsu. The mentality yeah. was like using your opponent's weight against uh, against mm-hmm. that. So that's the whole point of the Graces wanted to do the UFC was like even Rice itself. He wasn't the best Gracie on the family, but he was the guy that like looked smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And could show would would be better for the for the sport for jujitsu for the family for then mm-hmm. to have that guy as the the spokesperson the the the, the brand the name face. the, the face. face thank yeah. you mm-hmm. Yuchi who's the guy that comes to mind for you that was the same yeah mm-hmm. yeah the OG uh, yeah I'm gonna go with uh, Oliveira mm-hmm. Brazilian name. sweep. And you know what? He's got another uh, shot against Makachev. I think he's going to adjust. Who knows? Makachev, ferocious. We'll see. Like, how do you train for Makachev? That's what I want to know. How, what do you do to train for that guy? You know? Just uh, cardio. cardio, cardio, cardio. 
I think uh, Volkanovs had a good game plan with him. He was switching stands in and out. Like yeah. you got to be aware of the takedowns. You got to mm -hmm. be able to move a lot. It's very stressful. It's very exhausting. Mm -hmm. But you, it has to be a nonstop motion to yeah, beat yeah. those guys. And even T couldn't. Hmm. Yeah. All right. That question was from Eric M. Thank you, buddy. All right. Next question, guys. The goat cereal. <laughs> the greatest cereal. Um, this one comes from Jay Fal. Guys, what are we? What were we eating when we were kids, and what are we eating now? Because cereal has got to be the cereal and milk has got to be one of the greatest foods ever invented. <laughs> and very bad for your teeth. <laughs> um, well, one of my favorites was back in the day. I don't eat too much cereal now, but it was probably the honeycomb. You know, oh, put yeah. it in milk and it would just disintegrate to nothing. <laughs> and it's just sugar and water. Yeah. And uh, those are good. It was good. You know. It's like styrofoam. Styrofoam. Pieces. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Like it was, for me, cereal was always like uh, before bed. Before bed. <laughs> you can get into the teeth, eh? And just <laughs> run no, away. then you brush your teeth after. Yeah. I don't know. It felt like a nighttime snack. Uh, yeah, I don't eat much. It's funny how it changes before you're younger. You eat all this sugary mm -hmm. kind of cereals. Now you're eating like the clustered oats and Oatmeal, nuts yeah. and, and all that kind of cereal right but yeah. for me it was a uh, i don't know golden grams yeah a little off the board oh, okay. but it's something uh it made the milk kind of yeah. like yeah, yeah. grant uh tastes a little sweeter too so mm -hmm. for me it was golden grams nice. so for me it's it's one of my worst habits in terms of eating uh I really like those uh chocolate balls usually i think you guys have the uh, cocoa puffs no, no of the Nesquik. Yes, oh. I think for here you guys oh, yeah, have yeah. Nesquik. We have yeah. different brands back home. Yeah, but like I used to go, I used to get a the powder, the Nesquik powder, for example. Yeah, put in a jar with milk and and, and the cereal, shake together and drink <laughs> and drink as a as it comes and as more it goes it gets soggy but I, I, <laughs> it was just like a bunch of sugar that kind of tastes yeah. like chocolate mm -hmm. oh yeah that's, chocolate but, milk it turns that, the milk chocolate thing. milk too yeah the Nesquik yeah that's all you need a cereal that changes the this, the milk gives flavor to the milk yeah. yeah okay guys I'll give you the top 10 best selling cereals okay nice. Cheerios 500 million a year revenue good for them and then you got Honey Nut Cheerios Hmm. At second, you know they uh, they're considered the healthiest, I guess. Yeah. I mean, in some way, Frosted Flakes is third. Makes sense. I rather have Corn Flakes instead of Frosted Flakes. Honey bunches of oats, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, there you go. And then Lucky Charms, followed by Fruit Loops, and Frosted Mini Wheats. God, those are all so bad. Like yeah. so bad like, for you. Yeah, oh. yeah, bad for Who buy Fruit Loops? <laughs> let's talk, let's talk about Fruit Loops. Like, it's terrible by itself, but when you mix that with milk, it gets even worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Just candy. <laughs> Rice Krispies honorable mention for me. Yeah. You Good can, one. That's uh. You just have to add sugar to that. Yeah. Corn, po and corn pops is good too. Corn pops. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch at the end of the day. You got the cinnamon, um, real cinnamon, I think. And it turns into the milk into the cinnamon milk. Yeah. yeah. You can have it breakfast, lunch, dinner. <laughs> I'm going with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You got the... The uh, Nesquik. 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 Yeah. 
Golden Grams. Golden Grams. Honeycomb. Honeycomb. Nice question, Jay Fowl. Okay, this one's going to be a good one. The best defender in soccer history. This could get heated. (laughs) Soccer. Fanooch. Let's go, soccer man. Want me to start it off? Yeah. Sure. Um, Personally, I think uh, Italian defenders have probably been some of the best... Right off. Uh, throughout the years, not just in you know one single guy, but uh, even as a team, they defended so well so that their defenders almost became stars as well. Um, some guys like uh, Franco Baresi, Alessandro Nesta, Fabio Cannavaro, um, the Juve trio of Barzali, Chiellini, and Bonucci. Um, but I think for me, the GOAT, Uh, defender of all time is Paolo Maldini. Um, He went to eight Champions League finals. He won five times. Um, And what else, Nucci? He was... What are you missing? He was a runner-up in a World Cup and the Euro Cup. Yeah, runner-up, and no one remembers that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey. Second place is the first first loser. (laughs) Listen... I have, you know what, you you look at all these uh, websites and, you know, sports magazines, they're going with Maldini number one. Hmm. How can you not, right? I don't no, know. I have a big problem with it. Okay. Because, okay, this is where I'm looking at this from. When I, GOAT criteria, I look at this from the GOAT criteria, criteria number two, you can uh, listen to uh, Go Radio's Go Criteria, episode 33, by the way, Go Fans. And it's team accomplishments. Okay? Mm-hmm. Maldini, no question. Club player, AC Milan, insane. What did he, he got? Uh, let me just say this five Champions League with them. Yeah, five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eight finals. He's got goose eggs international. <laughs> and they're always a good team. He's got goose eggs. So here's another point I'm making. Before the world, this World Cup, we had Messi and Ronaldo. A lot of people had them neck and neck going into the World Cup. What changed that conversation? The World Cup title. The World Cup title changed it. Now it's ended discussion. The goat has risen. It's uh, Messi. Pelé, but sure. Yeah. Okay. But for Maldini... People are still saying that now, knowing he's not going to win a World Cup, he's been done playing for 20 years, do you and know, they're still saying he's the best. Do you know why they're saying that? Based off his longevity, 25 years that guy played. Yeah. 25 years the guy wouldn't leave. It's a big goal criteria. It's a, it is a big goal criteria, but you got to check them all. You have to and, check all of them? Well, if you're, if you're going to be considered the, the GOAT... The goat you got to check all six. Okay. And I have a problem with him not winning a Euro or a World Cup. So who you have? Who do I have? Yeah. I have a guy. Okay, let me just tell you this. Luis Felipe Scolari, this is what he said about this guy. If there is one man who has made sacrifices and lent himself to the cause of the Brazil team, this man is Cafu. He has been my commander on the field. That is wicked. Two World Cups, two Copa championships. 
and he has a Champions League. This guy was a huge deal and he he defended against the GOATs. Maldini, I give him credit, he defended against Maradona and Ronaldo Cristiano. That's crazy, but I'm looking at uh, all of it. I'm looking so at the World Cup that is I, it, it's some international championships. Mm-hmm. And I just I t- sorry, I'm taking I'm, I've been taking over here, guys. Kyle, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Uh, um, I'm sure Kyle loves your answer, though. I, I really like it, but I had the other uh, wing. Okay. Roberto Carlos. Yeah. He was good too. Uh, that was my question was why you consider a defender because I wasn't sure if he could have the wings over there. Yeah. But I think uh, the complete of defending, attacking, and supporting Roberto Carlos, he was more like a guy that would go to the, to the end and finish. But he, I think he, as a player, he's better than Cafu and he would be my goal. I think he was more skilled. He had some wicked goals. That free kick, mm-hmm. that yeah. remember that which, one? Which one? Again, against the one uh, where it, where it curled. Yeah. Yeah. That was the greatest, yeah. probably free kick of all time. Yeah, he's more skilled, but like Cafu is a straight up captain. Yeah, commanding the field. That's what I love about him. And he Brazil loved him, and uh, that that's who I'm going with. And his his resume is is I think a bit better than. Roberto Carlos? It is. Uh, to be honest, that Real Madrid, he played on the Galacticos that Real Madrid didn't win as much as should mm-hmm. for any reason. But if you go to titles and everything, Cafu has, has a better resume for sure. So that's my case against Maldini. Maldini is wicked. Wicked. Uh, over 900 games, AC Milan. The greatest cl- club player. <laughs> like his highlights are sweet. He he slide tackles beautifully. I'm an Inter Milan fan and I'm saying that. So that's yeah. uh, big ups to a rival. Yeah, that's where I'm going with that vacation. Who, I just I like? had the same as uh, Chow here, Roberto Carlos. I just remember watching this guy play, man. Five foot six, tree trunk, yeah. tree trunk legs mm-hmm. would just fly up and down. I, he was amazing to watch. I, I remember as a kid uh, playing like the FIFA's and uh, Provolution Soccer. We used to put uh, have we start with Brazil or Real Madrid. Put Roberto Carlos as a striker, and he was just exploding <laughs> the ball yeah, in the goals. He was just scoring all day long. <laughs> Can I tell you guys what you know? Sports Bible. That's a big. Uh, they rank their top five. They are saying number five is Franco Barisi. Four, Cafu. Three, Bobby Moore out of England. Two is Franz Beckenbauer. And then one, Paolo Maldini. And uh, and that's that. That's that's my argument against Maldini. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen him win internationally. Being <laughs> Italian, that would have been another star on, that's on gotta the jersey, be a, but... It's going to be a dagger for him. <laughs> 2002, man, they got screwed. That was a good team. Yeah. You guys wouldn't beat us. <laughs> <laughs> we would have got further than the round of 16 right. if it wasn't for that was it Ecuadorian ref, I think. 
Corrupt. Kyle, can I ask you, how did you feel about Argentina winning? I just wonder about the Brazilians and, and what they feel about this. I really like that there was a win for Messi. He yeah. he he would. Uh, it's a great accomplishment. He deserved that. Yeah. And like I I joke that the Fr- the French are the Argentinians of Europe. Like <laughs> they think they're better than they actually are, and they are very cocky and arrogant yeah, yeah. about like so everything you you say about like fr- the bad stereotype about French is the same thing about Argentinians and. Yeah. Being here in Canada, I, ha- I kind of s- have more encounters with French people. So I was kind of uh, cheering against every Argentina that final. Okay. <laughs> Believe it or not. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Any other thoughts about uh, soccer? All right. Mm-hmm. We'll move on. Thank you, Barry M., for that question. That was a good one. But you know what? We're going to have more convos about that. That was, that's a, that's a good, uh, good, uh, discussion. Okay. Last question, guys. Question four. uh, Matthew H asks us, what's the goat hangover cure? Simple. Don't stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> he said that. Yeah, that's true. He just said that before we walked in. That's awesome. Yeah. So what if, yeah. Okay. What if you, you just cannot drink any longer? What or, do we do? Or if you are going to keep drinking, is there a drink of choice? Is there a. A Brazilian drink that brings uh, brings you back to uh, to feeling good again, or is it just whatever is in front of you? I think you, uh, in the morning, like even if you're going to work, if you gotta, you can't keep drinking. <laughs> you wake up, you're hungover, you crack a beer, you chug that up, and you go along <laughs> with your life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, when I get fucking smashed. And by the way, goal fans, we talk about drinking, but please drink responsibly. Do not drink and drive. Okay. We know drinking can be problematic, but we, you know, we drink responsibly. We have fun with it, but please be safe. Mm-hmm. If you're going to okay. drive, if you're going to drive, don't drink. If, yeah. But if you're going to drink, call me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's an automatic headache when I drink yeah. the next day. 100% don't make. I cannot stop it. I've never drank and not had a headache. It's awful. <laughs> I need an Advil. Yeah. I need an Advil. I hate before taking... you go to sleep or when you wake up. You know what? I heard it's not good to take it before you go to bed, okay. but I do, mm-hmm. and I take it in the morning as well. And it still does nothing. My at least my headache subsides a bit, but oh, I think you know people get hungover overall because of dehydration. Yeah, you feel like fucking shit from mm-hmm. the cigarettes, water. Yeah. Uh, for every cup of alcohol you're drinking, one bottle of water. Mm-hmm. You, while you drink. While you're drinking. Okay. Uh, the best, being on, jokes aside, water is the best way to not get hungover. Mm-hmm. As you're drinking, as you get drunk, you're going to hydrate yourself. You get out of the bottle, you mix it with, on your drink with soda, with whatever you want. But as long as you're not drinking just alcohol, you're going to be fine. You just got to keep drinking water. As mm-hmm. much as you drink, drink double water. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's number one. You got to hydrate. So if and you're not it- using your brain, then for me, my cure would be a nice spicy Caesar. Okay. Have you have you tried that since you've been in Canada? I did. I didn't like it at the beginning. <laughs> I had. I it grew on you a bit. Grew on me, especially. I I hated most of when I bartend because those are those are nasty. They made it. They live a mess in the bar, <laughs> but. As I started getting more 
comfortable with then it's very good for hangover very yeah, good it's a good one you work. can make it a double a triple you still don't taste it mm-hmm. and it's almost like a little snack too because you get a celery or a bean or some olives or a pepperoni stick in there and yeah yeah and then you're at like least bacon. you're putting something in your stomach too mm-hmm. um so that's my kind of drink or, or recipe for it well, but also i think a big thing about a hangover is you probably drank till late or you've been up, you stayed up late. Mm-hmm. Or if you did go to sleep at a decent time, you probably didn't sleep very good mm-hmm. if you went to bed drunk. Um, so I think sleep is a big one. If you can get a nap in mm-hmm. the next day after, I think that's a huge, huge, uh, yeah, gets you feeling a little better throughout the rest of the day if you can sneak a, a good nap in. 100%. But the kids can't do it. Yeah, I know. That's one reason uh, why I just I don't try not anymore. to get slizzed. <laughs> yep, it's, fair enough. It, it can't mm. happen. Because no matter how much fun you had last night, next morning at 7 a.m., 6 yeah. a.m., they're going to be jumping on your head. <laughs> yeah, and the wife do not care. Fuck <laughs> that. Hell no. Sympathy. No sympathy. <laughs> None. You have three. You have three times the problem I do. I only have one, and yeah, it's same. just way too much for me. Yeah, it's tough. Oh, I couldn't imagine that. Um, you know what else, guys? I'm not into. I don't. I, I don't smoke weed or anything. But CBD hmm. is not is pretty damn good for that. Hmm. Um, I actually because when I get hammered, I also, I get anxiety too, crazy anxiety yeah. from drinking. <laughs> it's insane. But CBD, I just got it. Take some in the morning. I think it helps. You don't really know for sure, but it brings you down a bit. Any mm. you guys experienced that? that? No. I, I've tried it. Yeah, it, it works good. It does. I, I never tried for hangover, but I like the idea. Yeah, mm. actually, yeah, it's good. Putting it out there. All right. Uh, what do you have? Any? Yeah, I just got a big cup of coffee. I just wake up <laughs> honestly, coffee and a nice sandwich, and a I'm cigarette? ready to go. No cigarette, <laughs> but a nice with. With the big piece of bread. Where's the sandwich come from? We like our food reviews on Go Radio. Oh, uh, La Grotta on commercial. La Grotta. Oh, I'm telling you guys, if you guys never been there before, it's one of the best paninis I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Hands down. Like I'm talking like four inches thick meat. All right. Veggies. Well, when are you going to okay. do a food review for Go Radio? Uh, might have to be this weekend. We'll see. If I'm yeah. going to be drinking tomorrow and might need one. <laughs> on Saturday. Awesome, guys. So, Gold fans, that's, you know, the cure for hungover. Basically, if you don't want to get hungover, just don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Bigfoot, Nucci, Vacation Steve, Wicked Pod. Yeah. Um, we're so pumped to have you in the Gold Rush today. Mm-hmm. Um, wicked uh, perspectives and insights from you. You have a lot of knowledge and you're, you're a wicked funny guy. So <laughs> we'd love to have you back in the Gold Rush after the fight as soon as you can. And uh, we're, we're fucking pumped up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We know you're pumped up and we're, 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 we talk about it like daily. <laughs> August 8th. Yeah. August 8th. Um, we're going to have a lot of content on uh, our social media uh, about the fight. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for GOAT history. Bigfoot is uh, on pursuit for UFC contract. 
we're pumped let's go let's go uh yeah i'm so excited it's been a long coming for me that's the biggest opportunity opportunity for me so i can't wait to get there and just show the world my skills show show everyone what i'm capable of and after that i will take over the heavyweight division in the afc beautiful i like it statement here to hear first statement i love it there we go all right guys any closing remarks no just good luck man good luck yeah We'll be cheering you on big time. Smash them. Smash them. Thank you. And I I just want to finish. The, thank you guys for the partnership. It's yeah. it's a pleasure to work with you guys and have you on, uh, on my back, on my team. So I appreciate all the support. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited for this partnership. And let's let's go together. Let's take over. Let's That's awesome. It. Awesome, my boys. Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Bigfoot Machado. This is the greatest of all time podcast show, Goat Radio. We will see you next time for more Goat History. We'll see you later. Just want to say, like, as you said, I've been dominating Canada since for many years. I've been taking every fight for the last six fight win streak, uh, four, four first round finish. There's nowhere else to go but the UFC. UFC, here I go. Go, give me your vote, whipping my shirt, thinking I'm ho. Hollywood Hogan and WO, give him the boot, top of the ropes, put him to sleep, give him the choke. Go ready, yo, best of all time, didn't know. Talking the game, chat with the pros, switching the lanes, clearing my throat, turning it up, start a debate. It's time to go, wrestle with grace, fall in the snow, tie up the skates, never too late. It's gonna blow, in the garage, counting some dough. With the big man and he hosting the show, we going global so fast, never slow. Who is the goat of our ghosts? Radio, best of all time, that's a ratio Time to tune on, welcome to the show